This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. What is that up in the sky? It's a bird. It's a plane. Wait, no way. Is that Shyler and Tat? It sure is. Shyler and Tat are here to save the day. You've been fighting for it all. Welcome back to Shyler and Tat Save the World. Save the mother flipping world. We've never done this. This is a same day recording. I know. You are hearing this as live as I think as I possible. can ever make this happen. As possible. All right. It's been a it's been a week. It's been a week. Girl, you ain't lying. Girl. <laughs> it has been um very, very strenuous lately yeah. for your girl. And just for life? Y- yes, for life. Yeah. These, these are the days where you'd be like, uh, Lord, are you hearing me? <laughs> where Do you hear my prayers? <laughs> this is one of them, them times Am in your I life on? where you're like, God, are you testing me? Because I forgot to study. I forgot to study. <laughs> when is enough enough? Yeah, I feel you. But I'm I'm a firm believer in what doesn't kill you. Um only makes you resentful. <laughs> makes so. you resentful. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens. Hey, but I, I still, uh, I still believe that what we put out there is what we receive back, and as long as we continue to do what we're supposed to do, uh, and, and remain righteous, and all those other things, and not necessarily always stay positive, because that's that's not you know human beings, but to at least stay productive. Uh, and progressive enough, like, all right, this is a crappy time. Yeah. But despite of, I'm still going to plan for the future and, and get oh, some things done. Actually, I'm a firm believer in the fact that, um, yeah, you can't always be a hundred percent. You can't. F- no. You can't fill someone else's cup if yours is empty. It, ooh, you better not preach <laughs> it. You better not preach it today. And that's a, a hard lesson that I've had to learn. That. Um, it's okay to ask for help. Yes. And sometimes when you ask for help, you will be told no. Yeah. And it is a hard pill to swallow, especially if you've got a lot of pride and it takes a lot for you to ask for help. Mm-hmm. But in some cases, they're going to tell you no. And you've really got to just power through it. Yes. And maybe look for help in other aspects of your life. Like for me, for example, I'm going to be completely open and honest with you. I started a medication for my mental health this week. Oh, okay. So that that was a big step for me because I was always very scared of mm-hmm. anti-anxiety or antidepressive medicines just because I didn't want it I didn't to be a dependent. I didn't want to be dependent. That's exactly what it is. It, mm-hmm. it, it's not so much like I'm scared of the medicine or big pharma or anything like that. I think that I have a healthy respect for it. I think that's everyone's <laughs> fear when it comes to any type of medication is the fear of codependency. I don't want, codependency mm-hmm. of I won't be able to function without it. And that's, you know, I think that's majority of not a lot of people's um, fear uh, with medicine in general. Yeah. And I'm lucky that um, I was very this has been like years worth of research Mm -hmm. and my own like trying to find other ways of of dealing with my anxiety and um, depression. Mm -hmm. And I just have not had the best of luck. Yeah. And this, the last couple of weeks have really been a, like a coming together moment where I, I had to reach out to my doctor and say like, okay, I, I, I know we've help. been, yeah, we've been discussing this for a while now 
And I'm at the point where I don't I I don't see any other option than mm-hmm. to try to treat this pharmaceutically. Yeah. Um, but thanks to me being completely honest with my doctor and saying I I already have a thyroid condition. I don't want anything that's going to make me gain more weight because mm-hmm. I've gained a lot of weight in the last year. Well, we all have. <sighs> well, yeah, but then my thyroid's been out of uh, whack and I can't get it in check and I can't lose any weight. And I maybe that's why I've been so like anxious. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, my gosh, I haven't been Two chains to- will call that quarantine <laughs> thick, okay? <laughs> Huh. For real? Quarantine yeah, quarantine thick. thick you know, right, thick with that. it. I'll take that. Um, it's a hit song right now. But I, I think it's really important to be able to have a um, healthy discussion or research or just to be completely honest with your doctor. However, mm-hmm. I will say my privilege is showing. Why? Because as a white woman, it's very easy for me to be believed by doctors. I'm sorry, as a white individual. Yes. I feel like women in general have a rough time getting especially male doctors to believe them. In your pain. Or yeah. to really sympathize with them about what they're going through, what they're experiencing. I mean, look back in in, in our, <laughs> look back in the day in them early, early medicines when they were prescribing cocaine. Yeah. And like for women's hysterics. Okay. It's like for women, what like hysterics. Women hysterics. Like what? No, you stop doing stupid shit. Yeah, it's how like- about that? <laughs> and they they won't flip out on you. It's you, the males. But I, I what are you talking about? Yeah, it's it's something that leads into our uh, discussion today. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was going for. Oh, yeah, I, try, I, I, I didn't know. Yes. I'm sorry. A little no, segue <laughs> into medical racism. Yeah, because it's real. Okay, I took notes today. Well, lay it I on me. I got mother flipping notes. I will say. Flip, flip, um, flip, Adelphia. I, oh my God, you did <laughs> flip, not just. Flip, flip, Adelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I love always in, always sunny in Philadelphia. That gave me so much serotonin. Thank you. <laughs> flip, 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 Adelphia. Flip, 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 Adelphia. I love it's show. always sunny. Yes. I'm going to go home and watch that because I need. I, you need that release. You know, It's Always Sunny is one of those shows that I don't, I do get like the secondhand embarrassment, but not nearly as bad because I'm like screaming at them. Like, I don't like Seinfeld, yeah. but it's basically the same show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like in Friends, like yeah. you're not supposed to be like, oh my God, Ross is the perfect man. And Mm-mm. like, I want to be a friends with uh, Rachel. Trash. Like, no one, like, no, they're bad people. <laughs> they're they're bad people. Yeah. And that's the same thing with Seinfeld. That was the joke. Uh, and it was like, a show about nothing, just like always. <laughs> exactly. But I feel like I, f- I feel like it's always sunny. Um, does a really good job of that. Rob McElhenney is. Oh my God, he's he's so funny. Yeah, he's is, the truth. Mac is Mac not Daddy. only one of my favorite characters on the show, just because like he is constantly mocking toxic mas- masculinity. Oh. Which thank you for that. Yes, <laughs> appreciate you. Um, and also like. Just everything. Yeah. Like he, there. None of them are good people. But whenever there is is like the star of being the worst, that show, <laughs> they all gang up. Especially when it's D. D. When she does her blackface characters. Oh, that. My what? God. Precious D. <laughs> Precious D. Yeah. She's an always. What we're saying is, check out Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, Thank I could you. talk about it forever. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Sorry. But we are going to be discussing uh, medical racism, and yes. I want I want Tat to steer the conversation on this because obviously, um, like I said earlier, 
I have a lot of privilege. When I walk into the doctor's office, I have a female doctor. She mm. is a female and she is young. Yeah. She is young. She has two young children. Mm. So she is, I mean, she's my demographic. Like she's me. Yeah. And and she is a woman of color. And, and <clears throat> so I feel like I have a great situation in my doctor's office. Yeah. And and it's and it's true. It's just and what brought this conversation up was um how in the black community, uh and black Americans are reluctant to take the vac- vaccination for, oh. for for serious historical reasons. Uh, we didn't get it from, uh, what is the McCarthy, who came out with a book of anti-vax? Because usually anti-vaxxers yes. are rich white folks, okay? Uh, they're usually hippy-dippy. Uh, all natural. All natural. <laughs> they're trying to bring back measles. Trying to be you know? one with the earth, man. Yeah, everything that scientists and doctors have fought hard to to eradicate they're trying to bring it back with a vengeance <laughs> uh, but they're going to be cured with essential oils of course you know in meditation <laughs> you know and relaxation not me nah. not me with essential oils <laughs> in the studio oils. <laughs> helps with my stress levels because apparently not historically black uh in the black community we we we're not we're not anti-vaxxers okay uh but However, but 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 suddenly now we are reluctant to be not anti-vaxxers or not get the vaccines, but not being the first. And that's because uh, of, of the history of medical racism and how uh, disproportionately affected by health, uh, medical health problems affect the black communities, uh, even with anti-vaxxers in 2019. Anti-vaxxers top the World Health Organization's uh, <laughs> list of the top global health, health threats are people that didn't want to get vaccinated. Wow. Top the list. That's uh, terrifying. It's terrifying because they're bringing back a lot of stuff that. Yeah, that we've eradicated, eradicated. over the years. And I'm all about all natural stuff, you know, but not to the point. And I'm all for personal choice. Yeah. I've, I am. <laughs> It's so ironic that that this demographic is is the group of people that have that have said that have commandeered this the saying my body my choice. Mm-hmm. I'm all for making informed decisions about things, yeah. but not putting something into your body simply because it is quote unquote like a foreign substance yeah. is completely asinine to me. Yeah, because we, I mean, there are more things that are going to kill you in a Big Mac than what's in these vaccines. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of the vaccine. I mean, give me two Big Macs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, man, I'm hungry now. <laughs> I'm hungry now. Give me two of those those uh, special sauce McPatties. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I don't get. I mean, I get it. I get it. But I don't. It's, 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 it's making, it's causing, the the a blind eye to be turned towards medical racism as well. Oh, most definitely. Because the we're just chalking up. The black community who is terrified of getting the vaccine first or being tested and I'll tell on. Tell you why, okay? <laughs> Ever since uh, race uh, slavery, yeah. black people historically, especially here in America, have always been tested on uh, and believe that their body belonged to science for the benefit of white people. So we would be tested on <laughs> for diseases and. And whatever it is for the benefit 
of, of white people. There's a, a long history of black people being experimented on uh, uh, just for the benefit of white people. And this shit gets me so angry. I'm it, sorry. It, because it, it should. It should. And scientists were taught black minds and bodies were inferior and their bodies belong to science. And I repeat, I said, not thought, but taught. Yeah. This was in their curriculum. To this day, do you hear me? They're taught that black and brown bodies are inferior and belong to science uh, for the benefit of, of white folks. Let me let me um, just tack on to that real, real fast. Yeah. Um, you say taught. Yeah, taught. Let me just reinforce that by saying brainwashed. Yeah. Because taught is a very um, appropriate word. Almost definitely. But it's also like they're who they're not learning from. They're not given the opportunity to learn from anyone who looks like them or thinks like them. Mm-hmm. It is white men that are telling oh, them course. it's they're brainwashing them to, to believe that they are inferior. They are indeed less than the the white body that mm-hmm. they are not an ideal body. Yes. Um, which is ironic because and do you like you like you and to, and to be taught that black people's skin is thicker <laughs> like literally thicker than white people's skin so therefore our pain tolerance is higher this is why uh black children die at birth so readily because white doctors don't take black women's pain serious that's why black babies die during childbirth is for the simple fact that they see a, a black mother asking for asking help. for help, but it's been taught and it's and it's that race that that race that's been <laughs> that's been This is medical weaved, practice. Yes, medical practice that's been weaved in our in our just in our being <laughs> To believe that black and brown people can endure more pain. So this is like medical school 101. Your first day in medical school, you're you're doing your thing, learning how to be a doctor. Yeah. And they're telling you this. Yeah. They're telling you like, oh, you don't have to do X, Y, Z in terms of care. For and now it's just implied, just, you know, like, hey, they can take, you know, they can take more pain. Now it's just implied. You know, it's one of those. That's what the racism we see wow. nowadays. It doesn't have to be. uh directly stated but it's implied and shown and you get it in your head you know uh like you said indoctrination of 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 black and brown people's pain and and one of the and this is one uh, example in 1932 the u.s public health services conducted the tuskegee study i hated learning about this i mean i loved it untreated syphilis in the negro male now what and who would even take um uh who would even go along with this nobody what did they do they lied to these 600 mm-hmm. they had 600 black men that were lied to and thought they were being treated but re- so they're but just being died. monitored yes they 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 died they just Somebody during this time, 1932, somebody was in Congress and was like, hey, I think we should, uh, you think we should focus on the Great Depression? 
No, I got a, I got an idea. <laughs> let's take these Negroes. Let's let's see the effects of syphilis. You know, he just got diagnosed too. You know, he was like, I I need to know what's going on. I need on. to know what's going on. But I don't want to see it on. I got to test it on these six hundred black men. In the in the. And some of them were infected for the experiment. Yeah, and the study remained in effect from 1932 until a whistleblower uh, in, in 1972. That's how long the experiment went on. That's disgusting. And this is from our government, U.S. Public Health Services. And these these are these are the reasons we as black people. This doesn't come from just nowhere. Our our uh, our cautiousness from like vaccinations comes from being experimented on and being yes. lied to. Uh, and and a person uh, who everyone should know about because if it wasn't for her and the 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 her her sales being harvested is, is uh, Henrietta Lacks. Henrietta Lacks was a black woman dying of cervical cancer in 1951 and doctors harvest her cells without her permission. Her family didn't, didn't find out about it until three years later, never was compensated and they are still using her cells to this day for cancer research for cancer. A black woman is curing cancer is curing Henrietta Lacks. Look her up. There's been documentaries and books None of the family has ever received compensation at all, not a dime. And a black woman is curing cancer, and she's been dead and gone since 1951. Everybody should be praising. Well, and it's I, I learned about this when I was working in cancer research um, because when I, you know, was going through my orientation and I was, you know, learning the ins and outs, um, I had to drop everything, mm-hmm. like, Forget about the job for a second. Learn about this woman. And I thought that was really cool. And I do commend DMH for making sure that us in cancer research knew how we are able to do what we do and how we are able to Henrietta put patients in remission and yes. treat these aggressive forms of cancer. It's because, <laughs> let me reiterate, doctors harvested her cells, her cancer cells, her healthy cells, yes. and then conducted experiments on them for the last conducted sixty years. Yeah. To this day. To seventy years. I can't do math. Just to just to be able to have a better understanding of what the monster of cancer is. Yes. Which is fantastic, mm-hmm. but. Never, ever, 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 ever are you to do anything to or ask Anybody another with, person without consent, number one. And without compensation. And the fact that she's, I mean, she's on cancer drugs. She is curing cancer from beyond the grave. Beyond the grave, and she is not no known. With no compensation. No compensation. With no acknowledgement. That family shouldn't have to worry about a dime, a penny, for the rest of their natural born lives. Absolutely. But this is another thing about racial equity. Yes. And how we've been experimented on and not being compensated for our trauma and hurt pain uh, um, and all of the above. If you truly, where's the compensation? Where's the equity? The racial equity is important in this piece. 
But this is why, these are just some of the reasons why uh, uh, medical racism is real. And when you hear black people like, yeah, I, I, I plan on eventually getting it, but I'm not going to be the first ones to get it. I'm going to see what it does. Yeah. It doesn't come from a place of ignorance. It comes from a place of history, historical facts of black people uh, uh, being directly affected and targeted yeah. if, purposely. If this, was, if this was not in 2021 and we had to roll out a vaccine for something such as this, such as COVID, mm-hmm. the first round of the vaccines would not have gone to ch- would not have gone to the elderly nah. or the immunocompromised. They would have gone or to the poorest communities, the black <laughs> folks, and was like, hey, this is the help. But it's, it would have really been just a test to see what it would have been the phase three of the of the testing of yeah. the experimenting to see if, if it was going to end up working. Of course, they would have been test subjects yet again. Yep. So, yes, we. So when you have made, I guess, progress, but we still have a long way to go because there's still yeah. so much distrust. Yeah. And, and it's and it's hard to get back. Like, I hope uh, everyone gets vaccinated and I hope that uh, black and brown communities are amongst the first ones to be taken care of purposely. Yes. Uh, but, you know, it, it's going to take a, a lot for that. That. Um, lack of trust to be resolved because it's just been, look how long it's been since slavery. Well, I mean, and, and it doesn't help that for every, for, for every step forward we take, is there someone there waiting with a, with the white barbed, lash, with a barbed wire wrapped <laughs> baseball bat, ready to knock some yeah. of us or a few of us down. Yeah. I mean, it happened to Martin Luther King jr. It's happened to the, I mean, the black Panther party. It's, I mean, Every time there was any kind of progress, the white last someone's yeah, someone stepped in and, and destroyed time. it. Obama comes eight years. What what did angry mm-hmm. white 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 folks did? Bam, let's put in this sucker to destroy it all. Yeah. Because Wild. how dare you How dare this, you progress? How dare you progress? You're gonna try to how, take our land. How this dare is you our succeed. country. Not, yeah. How dare you succeed? We wanna see ourselves being represented. And we're going to put in whoever every time. And we have to be mindful of the, of that white lash uh, when it comes to our progression, you know, because it's, it, it, it throws us back and it's exhausting yeah. to have to continue to, to, to fight the same fight just because of people being fearful of the progress. Shit's changing, baby. I don't think, I mean, all um, right. It's changing. It is. I, now Accept I want to I want to ask you, and I you don't have to answer this if it's too personal. What you will be getting the vaccine? Yeah, I will be as soon as it's made available to us. Or are you going to wait? I'll probably wait too. I'm gonna be truthful. I'm not. I, that's why I want. I want you to be truthful. Yeah, and I'm I want not you. about that. It's just it's embedded in this. Is what we're taught in our in our households, you know, not to be the first ones that's to go. Part of the talk. Part of the talk. That the part of the talk is is medical racism, not being. Uh, um, you know, not trusting all doctors mm-hmm. uh, are not, you know, looking at us the same as they look at a, a white individual. Um, the the talk of when we are pulled over. Yeah. Uh, and just in the, in the talk of. Um, existing. Existing. You know, we had this discussion in, my, in our class, in my class last night. Uh, and a young uh, African-American male 
one of my participants, I don't like to call them students, I call them participants because we're in this together. But he was talking about a story of how he had to to leave a college uh, here in central Illinois, a community college, uh, because of the 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 blatant race racism and how he was a it was a fight that he had nothing to do with, but they arrested him. He wasn't in the fight, but he had on a hoodie and it was he wore all black and he had a hoodie on. They arrested him. Uh, what? Of course, they, they didn't have anything on him. They let him go, but he had to walk back to campus. And the same police officer that arrested him, as he was walking home, um, stopped him and said, again, like, hey, what you doing out here? He didn't even remember him. Wow. So that just shows like the blatant, the disconnect. I don't see you. Yes. You just arrested me three hours ago. And I'm walking home. It's cold. I got my hoodie on. But Picked that's on the, the same kid. Yeah. And we talked about a movie that everyone should see, even though this was a, a miniseries on Netflix called When They See Us. Yes. And uh, the fear of, you know, uh, of, of black and brown people when our kids are missing, you know, it's 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 throughout history too. The, not not surprising if a black person get picked up by the police mm-hmm. and not uh, be offered a phone call. Now you got to worry about your kids um, not having to say something, you know, and may physically get harmed and have to have that conversation of you don't tell them anything until representation comes. Yeah. Until a parent or a, a lawyer or whoever. Because they might try to pin something on you and then use what you being, you yeah, what you said against you, even if, and we have to have that talk of they might get violent. Yeah. You know, and we shouldn't have just because. And it's sad because it's more of they probably will instead of they might. Oh, yeah, no, they probably will because they got to find something just like with the well, they Central Park Five. You off. Yeah. So you, so you and, say something. And make you fearful. Like, do you want to go home? Yes, then you have to say this. You have to yes. admit to this. Do you want to see your mom? You want to see your dad again? It's then you need to admit to this. Like this isn't something I'm making up. This is part of history. Central Park Five is in our black communities is a great reason. They took those young 13, 14, oldest was 16 at the time, uh, down to the station and 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 manipulated them to to say they they committed a crime that they did not do. Yeah. So, yes, it's part of those talks, the medical talk as well. It's just one of those things that we have to put out there and, and, you know, know our history. Once again, once the whitewashing of history is terminated, we can have these open, honest, and truthful conversations and learn why it is that things are the way they are, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, burn all the textbooks. Let's start over. (laughs) <laughs> I, I honestly think that that is like the Burn best route. All the 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 social study, the history, but th- yes. throw them in the trash, and let's, let's start it again. All I mean, right? we'll and we'll discuss more about this in our series, um, unwhitewashing history, mm-hmm. um, throughout the rest of the month. But like, it's Black History Month, and when it really comes down to my education on Black history, it happened in college. Yeah. It happened after the age of 18, after my quote-unquote like formative years, mm-hmm. which I was lucky that <laughs> you'll probably never hear anybody say this, 
But I feel like I was really lucky to go to Decatur Public Schools. Yeah. Because I grew up in a very diverse community. I was around black, brown kids. I was around diversity, um, different ethnic groups. And I learned so much about different cultures and other people and how they live. And I obviously have such a curiosity about it anyway. Mm -hmm. And I have a healthy respect for those different than me. Yeah. And going from that to Mount Zion, which is a very much a culture shock. um, I know I've told you this before, but I, I mean, when I first came to Mount Zion, I had a kid, I have scars on my legs from my hip surgeries. Mm -hmm. And I had a kid ask me, um, did my scars come from a gang fight because I was from Eisenhower because I went one year at Eisenhower high school. I am a white girl. Like I am, I am not, but it didn't matter. I'm not even tan. Like, like there's literally nothing from a a Decatur from a Decatur public school, which majority of the students are black and Brown uh, kids, kids of color. uh, And their perception was violence Yes. Gang activity. And I, you must have been in a gang fight. I had a teacher at the end of the year do an end of the year interview where he talks about, your, you know, your progress throughout the year. And he mm-hmm. said that he he has to admit he was extremely nervous about me being in this school and me being a part of the the, the club that I was in. Because you've been with those niggas. But basically, he said, well, I understand you come from, you know, well, I, I know that you come from a very violent background. And I was just worried how? about how you would fit in. A and very I'm, violent background. This comes from an educator, a white an teacher. educator. And I was so confused because here I am thinking, I'm like, my my grandparents have been married for 50 years happily. My grandparents on my dad. You were thinking about where the violence. What yeah, I'm like, about? my parents have been married for 20 years. Happily married for 20 years. Never any any domestic disputes or anything, not so much and as those, an argument. And those are the people that say, I'm not racist. They don't yeah. see it. Like, I'm not racist. I mean, my mind went home. You know, I was thinking like my mom, my my dad, my brother, like, no, none of us you have came a, from DPS. We don't have a criminal record. And I asked, and I was like, there. violent background. What do you mean? And he said, well, at Eisenhower. What are you? And it was just like, I was in the AP classes at Eisenhower. What are you talking like, about? I, like what? I don't. I don't. It was get fantastic. It. It's fights everywhere. What are you talking about? Yeah, there's metal detectors. There was never metal detectors when I went to school there. See, there. I mean, it was. It there wasn't. I don't know if there are now. I but, don't think so. But it's like when I went to orientation, I, I remember it. being like, "Oh my God, there's. I'm gonna get shot. I'm gonna do this." Because like so many people perpetuate that rumor, mm-hmm. and then you go to school, and it's like, "Oh, it's a school shocker." But it's like that was. It, down the road in yeah. Mount Zion. That's our backyard. Yeah. That they have this idea yep. that that, that Eisenhower you come from and Decatur, or MacArthur High and it's, Schools. It's welcome to the jungle. Yeah. Yes. And that is so effed up. It's racism. It's so effed up. <laughs> when they like, why is everything about race? Because it is. Because it absolutely is. And it's that was inundated. my sophomore year. The end of my sophomore year, I was 16 years old. I didn't old. know how you were going to be. You came from a You, you came know, from a, a violent rough, background. A violent background. And I was like, what? I Violent. I was so confused. What makes, what makes me go into Eisenhower violent? Tell me. What, I was what? a quiet kid. I mean, because going to Eisenhower, I had been rejected from their show choir program. Mm-hmm. So I lost all the confidence confidence that I had been building as a vocalist and as a performer mm-hmm. through my life when I was rejected for that group. All I wanted to be was an Eisenhower Elite Energy. That's all I wanted. And when I didn't get that my freshman year, I was <laughs> a I was a hermit. Hermit. I went to choir class. 
and then I went to my AP classes. Like I, I was in like mm-hmm. good classes and then I went to choir class and it was the only place that I felt like I got to be me. And cause I didn't really talk to anybody. I yeah. didn't make any new friends. I stayed with the people that I had always known in middle school. And then when I moved to Mount Zion. And do you think if it was a black student that went to Mount Zion at that time, uh, would that conversation would have been had? There was one black girl that went to Mount Zion mm-hmm. at the time that I did. Yeah. And I won't forget this because I was coming into the cafeteria for lunch mm-hmm. and the other cafeteria period was leaving. Yeah. And in the midst of the chaos of everybody trying to get in, trying to get out, a kid draped a Confederate flag around his shoulders mm-hmm. and ran around the room screaming, the South will rise again. And I'll be damned if that black girl didn't get up from her table and beat the ever loving hell out of him. And then she got expelled and he got to come to class the next day. Hey. So if that tells you anything about the environment that asked me. <laughs> asked you that question. About being from a violent background. It People was need the, to it understand was the gr- when we school. see the Confederate flag, we see that in the same context as a Jewish person seeing the swastika. Exactly. It and is. Anytime I see a Confederate flag on anybody's truck, a sticker, a, a flag, a poster, a T-shirt, a hat, it's automatic racist. Period. Yes. Yeah. Because that's what it. That's what it. And anybody who claims to be an American and they love America, first of all, who's printing these flags? That is a symbol of terrorists who went, who took up arms against the American flag. For anything to be accepted, when they took up arms of what you claim that you care for so deeply, you should be as infuriated and disgusted as we as black people see when we see the Confederate flag. If you're an American. Well, and I would even go as far, uh, not now. They were traitors. Not now, but like perhaps like in a more ignorant time for me when I didn't quite know. Um, I got no excuse now. And with t- with the internet today, like you can find anything out in a drop of a hat. So there is no excuse for you to be ignorant today. Yeah. But I will say, like, I remember going to Mount Zion High School, parking my car, and seeing mm-hmm. Confederate flags everywhere. And that, I would say, I don't think those kids, particularly, I wouldn't pin the the I, I wouldn't pin the, the title racist on every single one of them because it hasn't for been the taught fact that it's been taught to them yes. exactly that, that they inherit been this misinformed ideology of what it is a lot of people this is our, our southern pride that's not a pride you you celebrate yes but the fact of the matter is yeah you 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 grow up yeah. and you learn and you think for yourself and I think that that makes a huge difference you know my parents never be, never believed in heritage over hate like that's not ever what it was like we you don't like they're losers Mm -hmm. they're losers and traitors and that's who the confederate party and that's who the confederate army was period period dot Dot end end of discussion you're traitors all right you're racist yes and if you own humans are a sympathizer with that you're just as bad you're just as bad just as bad yeah, and it, I don't, I don't have any, especially in 2021, I don't have any sympathy for no, you. No, absolutely not. And, and I'm going to mention it again because I'm, I'm sorry. Morgan Wallen deserved to lose his label. He deserved oh, yeah. to lose 
all that he has lost. Yep. And I understand that the racists have come out and bought his album on and, iTunes and he's trending again or whatever. And you but all of the, the backlash you deserve. But I, I do believe, I don't believe in cancel culture, but I absolutely believe in being held for your, held, held accountable. Accountability. I yes. was talking about this in my class. It's, it's, it's justice. How much you charge for your class? Fifty thousand dollars. I'm getting. <laughs> it's, I'm getting taught today. Yeah, you get taught today. <laughs> it's it's before we even get in. We're still on medical. Anytime we're talking about, let's get. We're not throwing anything. We're not. We, we can't afford to let anything slide or pass. And this is kind of on the subject, but off the subject. One of my students was like, well, about well about the impeachment. Like they should be focusing on other stuff, and you know. Uh, I'm just tired of hearing about it. I was like, but that's the thing. Who's, why can't they do both? Yes. You have one mother flipping job. You only work how many times out of the year? Why can't you grown ass individuals who have been placed in this and put people over party and get done? Yes. Why? Because they are, they have been trusted by the American people to do just that. Who said you do one thing at a time? You can do both. You see people are hurting financially. Get them stimulus checks while other countries have been paying their people every two weeks since March. Since March of last year. They've been making sure, not unemployment, but making sure that their people have means to take care of themselves and their family throughout the pandemic. We only, what, we had a check and then half of it? Yeah. They can do both. And consequences have to be addressed there has to be uh, accountability and it has to be swift so this doesn't happen again. Because if it doesn't, it's going to happen again and it's just going to continually get worse. Five people died during the insurrection this time. But can you imagine if they felt even more confident of no repercussions? Well, yeah, the fact that it happened. We can't it sweep can, it under the rug. It, under it, the rug. Yeah, it will happen again unless we do hold this accountable and, you and got, we do acknowledge it. And people that say, well, we need we need us to heal. We need to know healing begins when justice is served. That's when the healing starts. You can't talk to a people who have not seen nor experienced justice to say, let's move on so we can heal as a country. Who can heal? White, white people can heal as a country? <laughs> no. If you want tr- true healing, healing begins once justice is served. I'm writing that down, putting on a T-shirt. Boom. Tell me something good. Uh, everything is good in the... Nope, I'm not going to say the <laughs> Stereotypes. Uh, <laughs> continue to uh, speak up, speak out, and, and, and remain righteous. You know, uh, you may not have a lot of, uh, of fans, and you don't have to be that, that, that individual who's always constantly, well, that's wrong, but connect... Correct and direct. Ooh, you're dropping all kinds of knowledge you're on us today. You're damn right I am. Professor Tat, Tat in the oh, house. Oh, and Official Tat Incorporated is 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 in effect. Make sure you uh, check him out on social media if yeah. you aren't following him. That's like my that's like what I check I, every day. Um, of obviously he's my favorite page. Hey, uh, on, I love you on Facebook. So it comes up whenever I log in. <laughs> it's like the first 
first post what of the day. What is Tat doing? Our, our Tat, now Decatur, and Y103. Yeah, yeah. In that order. Yeah, yes. But That's I always get my, my daily dose of Tat. Yeah, yeah. Get your dose of Tat today. You just listened to Shyler and Tat Save the World. Listen to new podcast episodes every Friday. And follow us at Shyler Tat Save the World on Facebook and Instagram. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.